At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what does every grocery store aisle now have in common Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you heard a roar coming in behind me, the Circa Sportsbook was going crazy because the Lakers just lost at the buzzer to the Indiana Pacers. So any Pacers money line betters out there, a very nice Monday night slash early Tuesday morning to you. And well, we are going to have ourselves a great time at about 15 minutes when we get the perspective of all things Pac-12 sports with Danielle Alvaro. He does great work here at the network. On top of that, does amazing work when it comes to all of our work with UCLA, doing some in-stadium slash in-arena broadcast for them. So we're going to be talking about the Pac-12 title game. Also, we've got Pac-12 conference basketball starting up on Wednesday. I do check to make sure that I wasn't looking at a schedule that was like two weeks down the line or anything like that. The Pac-12 is playing conference games in Wednesday, so... We're going to need to get our thoughts there, what we can expect, and if there's any sort of betting angles when it comes to these very early December slash late November conference games. We're also going to be getting those in the Missouri Valley Conference. Why? I don't know. That's the most educated answer that I could give you. I don't know why these conferences do that, but they're doing it, and we're able to make money off of it, so we are going to be handicapping it, and we're going to hopefully start to make some money on these ZK Nation picks. Another tough one. You get a closing number of 128 and a half and total lands 128 in terms of Omaha versus Mississippi State. With that said, I can tell you right now, I had a streak or a 21-day span 
last season with these where I lost nine in a row and then I won 10 in a row. So it's one of these things where these things are very, very volatile. And I do think that when it comes to Tuesday, it's going to get online here. 637, 638 on the board. We've got San Diego State and UC Irvine. Irvine opened up a 13.5 point underdog. That was too big of a number. Everyone agreed upon it. This has been bumped down to, in most books, between 11.5 and 12, with San Diego State being the favorite. Total on this game, it is 137.5. This is just too high of a total when it comes to two perennial defensive stalwarts. We've got a San Diego State team that, during the 2021 22 season, number one team in all of college basketball. In terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. We've got a UC Irvine Anteaters team that was number one in all of college basketball in terms of opponents, three-point shooting percentage. Both of these teams hang their hat on defense. Both of these are two of the best defensive teams that you're going to find in the West Coast. And I do think that you've got two eye of a total, even though both of these teams, they are playing a little bit more up-tempo. UC Irvine, they're ranking right around about 115th, 120th in terms of total possessions per game. The big reason why is that if you take a look at their schedule starting out the season, they played a team like Nichols, who ranks in the top five in terms of total possessions per game. They played against a bunch of teams that they like to gun it a little bit more. And for San Diego State, there's no question about it. This is a team that is looking to go a little bit more up-tempo, and their numbers are thrown off a little bit as well in terms of their total possessions because they played that very, very strange and wacky overtime game in which anyone that had San Diego State in that game that went to overtime against Arkansas, Boy, do I feel for you. There's been a lot of bad beats in college basketball this season. That game, man, that was rough, to say the least. I do think that San Diego State probably going to see some, well, fewer possessions in this game because I don't think that this game is going to be going to overtime. So I think that is always something that you want to be taking a look at as well. But I'm going to be in on the under in this game because when it comes to San Diego State, they're still doing a solid job locking down the three-point arc. They've seen their defensive efficiency fall a little bit, but also keep in mind who San Diego State has had to play this season. Stanford, BYU, Arizona, Arkansas, and Ohio State. That is the five that they've started out with. They are not having to play against teams like, oh, say the Citadel or anything like that. So it has been very, very much a little bit of a rough go at there. And with San Diego State, it's not like they're necessarily lighting it up on offense. They're outside the top 100 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and really both of these teams are. UC Irvine is better with their backcourt now than they really ever have been, as DJ turned it up Davis along with Dawson Baker. Our pair of guys are averaging about 14, 15 points per contest. They're doing a good job of canning threes, and for UC Irvine, they are taking more threes than really ever before, but I do have my question marks in terms of both of these backcourts. I do have my question marks as to how sustainable what both of these teams are doing as well. Because now you've got both of these teams going up against elite defenses. Some like Nathan Mensa only gives San Diego State about six and a half points per game. He's still one of the better low post defenders that you're going to find in all of college basketball. Lamont Butler, you may not like him after what happened a few days ago, but still, he does a nice job being a little bit of a glue guy. He does a great job being a rip the ball away, 2.3 seals per game. And I do think that we're going to see more turnovers than normal than normal with both of these teams as well because with San Diego State, they're coming up with right around 11 seals per contest. Not quite as many with UC Irvine, but they've still done a solid job there as well. And both of these teams, they don't allow a lot of second chances. If you don't make your first opportunity, they're going to box you out. They are not going to let you get that second chance. And I think that that is very important to keep in mind in this game with UC Irvine, more like 13 turnovers per game. That is a little bit tough for them. And for UC Irvine, 
They've come out and shot a sizzling 42.3% from three-point range. Is this team improved from three-point range? Absolutely. You bring in someone like a Brent Lutken, who comes in from the country of Germany. He's been able to do a terrific job down low. Seven-footer is able to bury some threes. He's able to give the team 8.7 rebounds per game, but I don't think it's necessarily sustainable. What I really like about this Irvine team, by the way, how about the main guy in facilitation, Pierre Cockrell the second. He comes in after he spent a little bit of time out on the West Coast for Pacific. He's been able to give the team five and a half assists per game. As a matter of fact, he's got more assists and points. Just a really good glue guy for this team. I do think that you're going to see UC Irvine hold in this game. I set my number at nine, 13 and a half on the opener. It was clearly a little bit too much, and we've seen it tip down. Even at the adjusted number, I'm still willing to take the points with UC Irvine and DK Nation right up. I think both of these teams are going to come out, play their very, very solid defense. I think that they're going to be throttling down a little bit in terms of their tempo as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. I mentioned the fact that San Diego State has seen the money coming against them a little bit. We've seen a bit of a line move in terms of this game as well. As we go 633, 644 on the betting board, Wake Forest is going to be on the road facing off against Wisconsin. A lot of places open up Wake Forest as a seven-point underdog. Now we're finding this number anywhere between five and a half and six and your total on this game, it is 130 and a half. I think that the money is coming in on the correct side. I set Wake Forest as a four and a half point underdog, being able to get five and a half and six still value. I mean, obviously the best of the value was when they were sitting there at seven. Steve Forbes, just an amazing coach with this Wake Forest team. You got to love all the pieces that they've got. And with this Steve Forbes style, you always notice that They've got one guy that is really Mr. Do-It-All. Alondis Williams was at last season for them. They bring in a transfer from Florida by the name of Tyree Appleby, and he's been that guy. He's eating good in the neighborhood. 18 points, 4.5 boards, 5.5 assists, shooting 40% from 3, 85% at the free throw line, 2 steals per game. I mean, this guy is just a human matrix. He fills up every column of the stat sheet. But on top of that, you bring in someone like Cameron Hildreth. He is... Actually, coming off of a triple-double against Hampton, he had 14 points, something like 10 boards, 10 assists. This guy is very versatile. He's able to can about 41.5% of his threes as well at six foot six. Nice versatility there. And you've also got Andrew Carr, who comes in from Delaware. He's someone that's six foot nine. He's able to can some threes. He's able to give you 12 points per game. Damari Monsanto, after a little bit of a rough start to the season, he's able to get his act together as well. Now you bring in J.O. Itika. He was over at Marist last season, was nearly a 40% three-point shooter. So Wake Forest has scores upon scores. Defense leaves a little bit of something to be desired, which is why it's not often that you take an off over in a Wisconsin game. But I'm taking a look at the over in this spot because I set my total. We're on a 134, 134 and a half. And with Wisconsin, they play that typical slow pedestrian style. They're currently 324th in terms of possessions per game. No shock there, but even though they play very slowly, what they don't have, wasted possessions. Nine and a half turnovers per game, one of the best marks in all of college basketball. They do the little things right. They hit their free throws. They don't let you get wide open looks from three-point range. As a matter of fact, opponents against them, they're shooting 23 and a half percent from three. Now, that is not sustainable. They are going to see that number come down a little bit. I mean, it's something that I was talking about towards the back half of our number one. You see some of these scenes early on when they have like a five, six, seven game sample size. Some of these scenes are shooting like 40, 41, 42% from three. And that's just not going to last for the entirety of the season. Unless if they're literally the top three point shooting team in all of college basketball. And then you see things like Wisconsin, for instance, opponents are shooting against them 23, 24, 25% from three point range. And 
I think that you have to take a very middle ground approach when it comes to situations like this, knowing that Wisconsin is not going to hold opponents to shooting 23.5% for the rest of the college basketball season from three-point range. At the same time, is Wisconsin a very good three-point shooting defense? Are they a good defensive team? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's just all about making sure that you're not completely jaded being like, oh, nobody's canning threes whatsoever against Wisconsin, but at the same time, making slow, steady adjustments so that way you're sort of able to mend the fence of giving credit where credit is due to Wisconsin and also protecting yourself from what is probably going to inevitably be a little bit of a bombshell that someone is going to be dropping on Wisconsin. It might be Wake Forest. It might be someone else, but they are doing for a little bit of negative regression, but we're also probably doing for a very good performance out of Tyler Wall, who comes in averaging 14.75 rebounds per game for this Wisconsin team. Connor Esigian has been able to come out and have a relatively good start to the season as well. This is a guy that's shooting 54% from three-point range. Once again, probably going to see that tip down a little bit, but he's been able to do a solid job giving this Wisconsin team nine and a half points per game, a long Chucky Upburn. I do think that with Wisconsin, they are a better team in terms of being able to win this game outright. Cole Center is no joke, a place where I have been before, being born and raised in the great state of Wisconsin. I do think that it's going to affect Wake Forest a little bit, but Wake Forest, one of the best teams in all of college basketball. Steve Forbes is going to have his guys fighting, and Wake Forest has seen their tempo go up quite a bit ever since Wake, ever since Steve Forbes came in at Wake Forest as well. So I do like this total over. I think that there's going to be a little bit of late game following, like anything of five or more with Wake Forest as well. And something else I like is to talk some Pac-12 football and basketball. And you're going to be doing that next with Daniel Avari, great contributor here at Beeson and someone that does some terrific work over there at UCLA. And we're going to be joined by our next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal is on right now. Sign up to become a VSIN Pro subscriber and you'll get daily recaps of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VSIN Pro annual subscribers are also getting a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VSIN store is a great place to shop. For VEASAN Sports Betting, hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up, this is a limited-time Cyber Monday offer, so sign up for the perfect sports betting holiday gift now at VEASAN.com. Subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and it is always great to be joined by Danielle Avari. Does great work over here at the network, and on top of that, I know that she does absolutely amazing work when it comes to a lot of UCLA games doing some in arena, in stadium, hosting for them. And Danielle, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yes, it's very rare that I'm wearing red, but here I am today wearing red, but I can't believe myself. Uh, Greg, did you do any Cyber Monday shopping? I did absolutely none whatsoever. I was trying to pick out some winners, and instead I landed on the under in Boston U versus UC Davis. Boston U was down 25 points, went to overtime. I had the points with Boston U, and then they lost by 11 in overtime, thus also crushing my under, so... I was a little bit salty. I decided I'm going to need to treat myself. I'm going to need to instead invest in like some Mountain Dew hard seltzer, which is very good, by the way. But yeah, oh, that I'm, was... I've not tried it. I'll have to try it. I'm not surprised, though, that your happiness can't be bought. It has to be won. Yes, it certainly does have to be. And the happiness of those are fans of USC and Utah that is going to be coming out as well on Friday as it's going to mm. be the leadoff in terms of all these conference championships that we're seeing among the Power Five and with USC Field goal favorite total on this game is 67. And hey, it's out here in lovely Las Vegas. Very good to see that. But where do you stand on this game? Because such a fascinating game, in my opinion, because with USC, they get it done against Notre Dame. And I recognize that they bought up 27 points. But I mean, a lot of those points came late. I actually liked what I saw out of the USC defense and that we actually saw some defense. So good on you, USC, for actually getting that done. Meanwhile, Utah, they've been a very well-rounded team all season long, and if they don't drop that game to Florida, who knows what light we're talking about them right now. Where do you stand on this game? 
Uh, it's a mess, obviously, that everything that led up to this situation, because obviously a lot of us thought that this would be Oregon and then Oregon State beats Oregon and then Washington beats Washington State and all of it shakes down. And now we have UC, USC versus Utah. And that happens to be the only team that USC lost to this season. It was on the road. It was only by one. We all remember. Uh, I'm sure that Lincoln Riley particularly remembers since that was the only loss that he suffered this year from another t opponent. Now, you could say USC didn't have the most difficult schedule, which would be true. They're overdid cash, by the way. They're nine wins season total win did cash as did UCLA's over eight. So that's good. Um, but we're getting this USC Utah rematch at an interesting time in the season. When last time these two teams played again, it was uh, at rice Eckley stadium, which is a very difficult place to play. Now it's going to be at a neutral site at Allegiant stadium, which maybe the lights will be a too, little too bright for these young college kids, but hopefully not. Uh, there's not much you can say beyond USC's offense has been absolutely stellar. I mean, they've been incredible. Caleb Williams in Heisman discussions. Now the heavy favorite, uh, across the board in a lot of places. So I think that it's a classic situation of a really incredible offense against a pretty impressive defense. I mean, to your point, you mentioned Utah, very balanced team, only team in the Pac-12 that ranks in the top 20 nationally in both scoring offense and defense. And then to your point about USC's defense, okay, it looked like it kind of put something together versus Notre Dame, but I'm not really convinced. Their defense is 110th in passing yards, 51st in rushing yards. They allowed Cal to score 25 on them. I mean, even Colorado Colorado was able to put up 17, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for Colorado, it was. So I still think this USC defense is suspect. It makes me lean a little bit more towards Utah, but something to keep in mind is that that Utah win over USC on October 15th, Cameron rising had an incredible game threw for a career high 415 yards, but also came out of that with a knee injury. He's been nursing that since then he missed a game because of it. He still looks like he's not operating at 100%. And so you see that against that Oregon game. They lost by 320 to 17. But what stood out to me there, the Utah defense seems very much back on track compared to the last time they played USC. So it makes all of these moving pieces a little bit interesting because I think that Utah's defense has improved since then. I'm not convinced that USC's has. Um, and also something to take note of with Utah, Tavion Thomas said that he's played his last game for Utah. He had a toe injury at Oregon that he's going to focus on the NFL draft. So he'll be out for them as well. You wonder how that will affect them. Uh, Travis Dye also out for USC. He didn't play against UCLA. They seem like they had to kind of overcome that hiccup. Um, so my initial thoughts are that we're going to see another high-scoring game perhaps, but that 67 I think is begging to be bet over, and maybe because it's a championship game, this will actually be a little bit tighter. I just don't trust this USC defense enough, so if anything, I think I would take the points with Utah. And if you're looking at props as well for USC, I just took a look on DraftKings. Their odds to be able to make the college football playoff. It is at minus 150. Their money line on DraftKings, mm -hmm. minus 150. In my opinion, this is a win to get in. It feels like the folks over there at DraftKings, they agree with me. And, I mean, if they leave USC out and they win this game, that would be an absolute crying shame. I think that we're both on board there. I have no idea what they would be taking a look at there. But certainly yeah. a massive game on that front. And you know what else is massive? We've got Pac-12 Conference basketball starting up on Wednesday. Can't believe it. I was taking a look at things and it's like, oh, did I suggest like December 29th and December 30th instead of November? No, we've got conference play starting up. And do you have anything in terms of these conference games starting up in November rather than in December? Because we have seen this from the Pac-12 in the past. I still remember that random game between, I think it was Colorado and Arizona State. It was a non-conference play game that was played in Japan. It didn't count in terms of conference standings, but they had that a few years ago. 
That was a big giant mess. Actually, that was in China. That was a big giant mess. I had no idea what to make out of that. But mm-hmm. in terms of conference games being played in like November slash December, do you think there might be any sort of handicapping angle here? Maybe a little bit less of the home crowd because they're just surprised that there is a conference game happening in December because these are always strange circumstances, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I definitely think there was more of a situation when we were closer to, let's say, Thanksgiving. Like the student section at UCLA's most recent game on Sunday was just non-existent almost versus Bellarmine. And that was just because a lot of the students were still gone for Thanksgiving break. So these are the holiday times of years where we have to consider those things in our handicap. And as far as them starting in November, it is shocking. But at least it's it's very nearly December. I know it's, it's hard to believe, but it is very nearly there. Um, and I do think, if anything, there's an advantage, too, that I think some of these teams haven't played a lot yet and have a lot of new pieces that they're still trying to figure out. UCLA is a perfect example. They have a ton of freshmen they're working with here, Amari Bailey, a Dembona that are kind of trying to figure out how to gel with the seniors like Jaime Hawkes and Tiger Campbell. So we're seeing that play out now. And as we go into league play, I don't know that some of these teams are going to be ready. And so maybe you're looking at a situation where the underdogs uh, may be a little undervalued. Uh, I know that UCLA has been a 20 point favorite in just about every home game so far this season. Now they're having to travel on the road to Stanford on Thursday and get a test on the road. I think that they'll still be able to handle Stanford heavily uh, or handily eight, maybe 10 points. Uh, But I am worried about the Oregon game coming up and hopefully they're not thinking about that one when they play Stanford on Thursday. And what do we make out of the game that is going to be happening on Wednesday between USC and Cal Cal has started. Oh, and seven. They are the first. (laughs) Yeah, they are the first power conference team to start. Oh, and seven in 40 years. I'm not even Mm -hmm. kidding. And the the second one is most likely going to be coming our way in about 24 hours because Louisville is currently 0-6. They need to win outright against Maryland to be able to evade that. But that said, with Cal, I mean, man, what do we make out of the scene? Because they actually had a few covers. They were able to give a halfway decent effort mm-hmm. against TCU. And for USC, I just don't know what to make out of the scene because without Vincent Iochuku, this team has not been terrific down low. Yeah, I completely agree. This is just a brutal, brutal start to Cal's first stretch of games here. And what does it say, though, about USC that Ken Baum has them winning by seven points only in this game? Um, So I think that Cal might surprise us in this game. And more so, again, just because I'm not sure that USC has all of their cylinders clicking just yet, especially on the offensive side of things. They haven't figured that out quite yet. Drew Peterson has been incredible for them, but it can't just be that one guy. They're still dealing with a little bit of turnover trouble as well. So I think that Cal could surprise us here, uh, and it could be a closer game than we're expecting. Always love the Petersons being able to excel in college basketball. It makes all of us very, very proud, and we always stand together on that. And with that, also in the Pac-12, just have a minute left. What are your overall thoughts on the conference? Because it feels like we're back where we've been many, many years. Arizona looks very, very good. UCLA Mm -hmm. looks solid. Oregon, a little bit shaky. And then the bottom of the conference, we just mentioned it with Cal. Oregon State got completely drubbed by Portland State on Sunday. It feels like there's a very, very nice top three or so teams. And then the bottom looks like it stinks again. Yeah, that's pretty much what I agree with as well. But what I am excited about that's a little bit different than last year is, for example, again, I'll use UCLA. They had a lot of returners last year, so it was like they were gelling right away. UCLA came out of the gates really strong. And same with USC and Arizona last year. This year, some newer pieces added. So I'm really excited to see what these teams look like in March. I think it's going to be an incredible Pac-12 championship game over there in Vegas when it comes time for that in basketball. Um, But I'm really, really excited for Gonzaga Jr. here because I love uh, what Tommy Lloyd's doing with Arizona so far. And I'll give a little bit of a shout out to Washington as well. Nice win over St. Mary's over the weekend. And then they took down Seattle on Monday. Those are good wins. And it's always a great win when we get you on the show, Danielle. You provide great insights. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Greg.
Danielle does amazing work over here at the network, and on top of that, does a lot of the in-studio, in-stadium hosting for UCLA as well. And coming up next, we're going to piggyback off of that and take a look at a few more games on this college basketball slate for Tuesday on the Greg Peterson Experience next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash as you're able to play for free for the college football season challenge with the Cruise Lake College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment, 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to get Daniel Alvari aboard, taking a look at some Pac-12 football and basketball. Going to be more basketball moving forward, though. We shall see if USC is able to make the college football playoff. Like I said, that was very interesting. I took a look at the odds board in terms of, of the odds for UCLA to be able to make the college football playoff. Minus 150. Money line here against Utah. Minus 150. That tells you right there all that you need to know about how much of a do-or-die game this is for USC. I don't think that it comes as much of a surprise to many of us, but... Always do think it was curious. I wanted to see if there was even just a little bit of a differential. Certainly not. So we shall see what we get there, and we shall see what we get on the college basketball board for this Tuesday as well. Pretty good slate. We've got the ACC Big Ten Challenge that is going on. We've already hit a few games from the challenge. Let's continue on with some of those. 6-15, on the board. It is Syracuse. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Illinois. Illinois opened up as an 11-point favorite. We have seen this get steamed up to a lot of places, anywhere between 12 and 12 and a half. Total on this game is anywhere between 145 and 145 and a half, and you still have, in my opinion, a bit of value with Illinois. I'm willing to lay up to 12 and a half. 12 and a half is pretty much my max, so I would say that once you get north of 13, the value has really went away. Illinois is starting to play the style that really put Brand Underwood on the map. You may recall he was at Stephen F. Austin a few seasons ago. His Stephen F. Austin teams, they were trying to create 100 million billion steals, just create a bunch of havoc. Illinois is back to it, and Brad Underwood, to his credit, he is a coach that's willing to adapt to the roster that he has. Rather than trying to fit a bunch of square pegs in a round hole, he will sort of mold that hole a little bit differently so that way the peg fits in there. And I do like what he's able to do on that front as He's got a dynamic score, and TJ turned it up. Shannon, he's been able to give the team 20 points, six boards, three assists. You may recall he had that sizzler of a game. I believe it was against UCLA where he went seven of eight from three-point range. This guy is a very special scorer, and among players that have shot at least one three for the team, among the top four players that have attempted at least one three, they all shoot at least 36.5% from three, and been really impressed by Coleman Hawkins. Good versatility here. Eight and a half points, five boards, three and a half assists, one and a half seals per game. He's currently firing in a three-point rate of about 37% as a six-foot-10 stretch player, and that's going to be very hard for Syracuse to match up with. Now, Syracuse might actually have the best peer rebounder in this game, Jesse Edwards. He's been able to pull in their 10.5 rebounds. He's giving you 14.5 points. That's terrific. Once again, when it comes to this Syracuse bunch, show, 
They've got a very limited roster as they are starting to play a few guys for a few more minutes. Justin Taylor has been seeing 15 minutes. Samir Torrance actually comes off the bench and plays. That's very good from past years because it used to be where Jim Beheim was trotting out there pretty much a five and a half man rotation and said, go play 38 minutes and shock, shock, surprise, surprise. It wasn't working the last few seasons. Now with this Syracuse bunch, you've got two dominant scores. That would be Judah Mintz and Joe Girard. They're combining to average 32 points per game. You've got Girard shooting 36% from three. Mintz not able to do as much of that, but Mintz a little bit of a better defender. He's able to come up with a seal and after contest, but we all know what the Achilles heel of Syracuse is. The zone defense gives up a whole bunch of threes. Shocker. Opponents are lighting them up once again from distance. They are 270th in all of college basketball and opponents three-point shooting percentage. They've actually gotten a lot of really good luck. Opponents are shooting 63% of the free throw line against them. That's certainly something that's going to be going a bit upward. But when it comes to Syracuse, I do think that they're very outgunned. And though they do have someone at Jesse Edwards doing a very solid job on the glass, they're allowing opponents to get misses on right around 13 and a half, or they're allowing opponents to get offensive rebounds on 13 and a half misses per game. That is in the bottom 20 in all of college basketball as well. Benny Williams has been able to do an okay job down low, but they don't have quite as much scoring prowess as they did when they made the Sweet 16 a few years ago with Bayheim squared now out of the fold. All the Bayheims are gone except for Jim, and with Jim, he's probably stayed a little bit too long here at Syracuse, and I think they're in for a rough go of it against an Illinois school that does a great job of being able to rip the ball away. I think that Syracuse is going to have a tough time just being able to decipher this defense. As a result, I did make Illinois as a 13-point favorite. I did make my total 146. You've got a Syracuse team that is playing a little bit more up-tempo. They're able to bomb it from three, and Syracuse... They are going to give you a lot of good open three-point shooting opportunities. So on the 145, I'm looking at the over and the 12 and a half. That is the max that I'm willing to lay with this Illinois bunch, but I'm willing to lay it. How about if we go to a game involving two teams that are not in power conferences, but I think that this is a good matchup. 6-13, 6-14 on the board. It is Davidson playing us to Charlotte. Charlotte is an underdog of five points. They open up at six and your total on this game it is anywhere between 127 and 127 and a half. I actually think that the money is moving in the wrong direction. I set Davidson as an eight-point favorite. Davidson has the Foster Lawyer Show going on, and the Foster Lawyer Show is absolutely awesome. This guy has been able to pump in there over 20 points per game. He's able to contribute five boards, five-and-a-half assists from three-point range. He's shooting about 46.5% from three. It's a Davidson team that has a whole. They're shooting about 36% from three-point range. Now, the one thing about this Davidson team is that they take a bunch of threes, they make a bunch of threes, but they also create some turnovers when it comes to being able to create those shots as well. You're going to find that with teams that they really live and die by the three-point shot. A team like a Fort Wayne, for instance, they're certainly going to be in that fold. And for Davidson, they've got to sure things up on the glass. They themselves get about seven and a half offensive rebounds per game. They allow opponents to get nearly 14 offensive rebounds per game, but this is not necessarily a dominant Charlotte team down low. Now, what I do like about Charlotte is they've got a guy by the name of Ali Khalifa. No relation to Wiz. He's been able to give the team in the neighborhood about nine points, five and a half boards, four assists, a steal, a block per game. He had six foot ten, is just a do-it-all player that's able to pop a few threes as well. Now, with Charlotte, it's a team in which a hole is greater than the sum of its parts. You don't have a single guy giving you more than 11.5 points per game, and that one guy that is able to give you double figures, that's Bryce Williams. He's been able to give the team about 14 or 11.5 points, five rebounds per game, a steal per contest. He's been relatively solid, and 
This is a Charlotte team that they very much do hang their head on defense. One of the top teams in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And this is a Charlotte team that they're going to look to try to suck the life out of you. They're going to look to make this game super-duper slow. You're going to be feeling like you're having a miserable time at the Thanksgiving Day table with people that you don't like. They're currently 360th in the country in terms of possessions per game. Davidson, they're not necessarily too much of an up-tempo team either. They're a team that... Currently, in terms of total possessions per game, they do rank right around 100th. That is thrown off by the fact that they played a double overtime game against Wright State. You take those possessions out of it. They're more of a middle-tempo team and a team that last season, they were in the bottom 75 in terms of total possessions per game. So Davidson is a team that is looking to play a little bit more slowly. But with Davidson, because they do such a good job with their three-point shooting and because they give up so many opportunities on the offensive glass, that makes them very efficient on offense. That makes them very inefficient on defense. As a result, I do like this total over. I set my total a little bit closer to a 132. I also do think that if you have this spread hold up with Davidson opening up a six-point favorite, them being a five-point favorite, guess what happens in five-point games with a minute remaining or a six-point game with a minute remaining? You guessed it, the foul game. And that leads to points upon points. And I do think that Davidson, they're going to be able to do a little bit of a better job down low. Sam Mamenga who comes in from overseas. He's been able to do a nice job, 15 points per game, 6 for 10. He's able to pop some threes, and I do think that his versatility going to be able to lift Davidson over the top, and I do think that it's going to be a Charlotte team that's going to have a tough time with all the quickness and having five guys out there on the floor that are all able to shoot threes. So I did take this total over, and with this Davidson team, made them more around an eight-point favorite, so I'm going to be willing to lay the points. How about if we take a look at an ACC team that is not playing in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and that'd be NC State. This is a 609-610 on the board with NC State. They opened up a 19.5-point favorite. They're now anywhere between a 21 and a 22-point favorite. With your total on this game, anywhere between 144.5 and 145.5. This summer has just gotten to a point of no return. I thought that there was good value when NC State was right around a 19 to a 19.5-point favorite. I made William and Mary a 21.5 point or a 21-point underdog. So getting north of 21, like I'm currently seeing at circa a 22, I think that you're now starting to get a little bit of value with William and Mary because you've got Andrews Nelson, who was able to help out our nation's favorite tag team. He comes in from St. Thomas. He was able to give the St. Thomas Tommies right around four assists per contest last season. He comes in to be able to supply more like five and a half assists per game. This season, William & Mary also shooting 40% from three-point range. Is that going to maintain? No. At the same time, they are much improved on offense from a season ago. And William & Mary, they play at a little bit more of a slow and controlled style, much like Anders Nelson was doing at St. Thomas last season. For William & Mary, among your 363 D1 teams, they rank two, or 347th in terms of possessions per game, willing to take north of 21 with them. And the total in which I do think that you're going to have too few possessions for it to go over. So going to be taking a look at the under and coming up next, we're going to pivot from college basketball and take a look at the pros next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying, tears. <laughs> crying. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the World Cup in full swing, now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. You log into Bet Rivers, and every single match day, you're able to get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts. To be able to create a perfect match day experience, head on over to BetRivs.com or download the BetRivs app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. That is the one thing that I am really neglecting on this show today. I just have absolutely nothing for you guys in terms of World Cup. Being an American, I am very, very much hoping that the U.S. is able to get the job done and that they are able to advance to the next round. I have absolutely no handicap whatsoever for you guys in terms of this game, though, so I will just stay out of there. And ironically enough, in our Visa bets giving, I bet the draw in terms of U.S. versus England. That was the reason why we were still in it towards the end on this show. The soccer know nothing. Had a plus 320 hit on it. I have no idea how. Sometimes that's how handicapping works, by the way. If you've ever noticed when it comes to, like, your NCAA tournament brackets, what have you. You'll have your like Aunt Susie being number one. And Aunt Susie was picking Akron because she likes the Zips mascot or something like that. And Akron makes a run in the NCAA tournament. It's like, what the heck? We've got everyone here studying night and day, doing everything humanly possible to try to get these winner rights. Winners, right? They come up snake eyes. And then Aunt Susie wins the whole thing. 
Thanks, Aunt Susie. Really do appreciate it. And it happens every time. I mean, it just feels like without fail. That is what happens. But that said, we continue to venture on and we always venture on because of the great staff that we've got here at VSIN, best in the business. That's part of the reason why I was a little bit salty that this show did not get it done in terms of VSIN bets giving because it wouldn't just be a win for Greg Peterson. There's so many people behind the scenes and they had their input in terms of this as well. My wonderful producer, Jason, he was telling me to take the Steelers instead of the Colts. I, being the moron that I am, decided to take the Colts. Now, the one thing I will say as well is that I wanted the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday. He talked me out of it. It said it was the under. So we canceled each other out. We both had one more winner than that was left on the table. We both had one more loser that we contributed. So it's not fair, but Jason, he does a terrific job as our producer. He is the best in the business. Always do appreciate all that he does booking these great guests as Tanner Kern. He does great work over at Forbes. He's going to be joining me in our number three slides coming up in about 30 minutes. All of you guys watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, what have you. You're seeing the graphics on the screen. That is courtesy of our wonderful technical director, Nick. You are listening on audio, whether that be the iHeartRadio app, Terrestrial Radio, what have you. That is all courtesy of our man, Taylor, that I'm set up there. And then you've got my wonderful associate producer, Sean. All the podcasts that you hear every single hour of the Greg Peterson Experience, it's up on the VEASAN Best Bets feed. You're able to get that wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the list goes on and on. He is responsible for that. So a big thank you to all of them. Best in the business right here. And what is also terrific is just taking a look at all forms of basketballs. We've been doing a nice job taking a look at college basketball. We'll hit on a few more games and our number three. Have no fear there. But in terms of the NBA, for one, many of you guys might have just watched this one about 45 minutes ago as I'm doing this live. If you saw the replay and if you missed out on the end of the game, you saw the Lakers go down in a fiery heap on a Indiana Pacers last second three, but it certainly is interesting to take a look at the game of basketball right now as we've got a lot of teams that you'd expect to be rising to the top that have yet to be able to do so, and some things that you'd expect to just work itself out not necessarily happening right now as the Utah Jazz are starting to sink a little bit. You sort of saw that coming. They've lost five straight games. The uh, Golden State Warriors are starting to rise up a little bit with three straight wins, but I do think that taking a look at this team, is very fascinating, and that's the LA Clippers. They're going to be one of the few teams that are going to be in action on Tuesday as they're going to be on the road against the Portland Trailblazers. And the Trailblazers, in a lot of spots, they opened up as two-point favorites. Now you're finding them more around three to three-and-a-half-point favorites, and total has dipped to anywhere between 214-and-a-half and 215. It was 217, and when it comes to NBA, I am very much more of an in-game better. Have we done that for Visa and Bets Giving? It's like, uh, can we have the graphic for whoever's trailing like in this game here? Because as I always say, when it comes to the NBA, you have every single team that you bet on is probably at some point going to be leading their game by at least 15 points. And they're probably going to be also trailing that same game at some point by 15 points. And lo and behold, every single time this happens, you typically just have a big giant sweat at the end because the bookmakers, they know what the heck they are doing. But when it comes to Clippers, I just don't feel good about this team, not just in this circumstance, but just moving forward. How do we trust in a Clippers team that you just don't know who's going to be out there on the floor? Kawhi Leonard has played like four or five games this season. If that, you've got Paul George, who's become a little bit injury prone as well. And I think I gave Kawhi five games. Okay. For Kawhi Leonard, I was thinking it was either four or five. I didn't know which one it was, but somewhere in that neighborhood, looks like both of these guys are going to be out of the fold for the next few days. Uh, 
That's not necessarily too terrific for this LA Clippers team. And with the Clippers, it's not like this team has the world's greatest depth. When you've got these guys out of the fold, you've got John Wall, Luke Kennard dealing with an injury. That means that you're going to be seeing a lot of guys like Reggie Jackson. No, not Mr. October, though. He oftentimes loves to do a lot of his best work early on during the season. So I guess he could be Mr. November in the case of this NBA slate. But that said, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of like Terrence Mann, Norman Boom Boom Powell out there. Now, I will say Mr. Zubak down low. I believe that he had a 29 rebound game a few days ago. That was pretty terrific in a game of which they probably needed darn near every one of those rebounds to be able to get the job done in that one. But this is a Portland Trailblazers team that they're starting to grow on me more and more as I've seen them. Now, they've been dealing with a few of their fair share of injuries. You just never know when Nurkic is going to be able to stay in the fold or not. He actually got traded to Portland while I was still working in Portland over there at a fine local station there. But when he's able to be out there, when he's able to stay on the floor, he is absolutely tremendous. He's been averaging a double-double this season. And for the most part, aside from a game or two that he's had to miss, so far so good there. You always have your trepidations if you're taking a look in the futures market, what have you. And with Damian Lillard, him being a little bit banged up, dealing with that calf injury, that is something that you do want to be taking note of. But I know that in terms of one of the most improved players in the NBA right now, the betting favorite is Shea Gilders-Alexander for that award. But Anthony Simons has really been able to take some sides forward. I believe first-round pick from a few seasons ago. He's been able to give the team 20-plus points in four of their last five games. Does a solid job being able to stroke it from three-point range. He's able to give this team a lot of flexibility. He's able to give them just a lot of pop. And just with a Trailblazers depth, having guys like a Trenton Wofford, Justice Winslow, I feel a little bit better about them rather than I would about the LA Clippers. So I do feel good about them in the circumstance in which we're just seeing just let's call it what it is. Both of these teams being incredibly banged up. I would want to see this one a little bit more in-game because, well, that's just the way that I like to play it in general, get a little bit of a better number. For those of you guys that play in-game, you're probably going to lay a little bit more juice, but you lay a little bit more juice to get a significantly better number. I do think that that's very worth it, and the NBA is, in my opinion, the ultimate in-game betting sport because you get more runs in the NBA than really any other sport. And I mean, if you're trying to give out plays on Twitter in terms of in-game betting the NBA, that is always very difficult. By the time you send it out, it's probably moved by two points. By any time that... Anyone would be reading it. It might have moved by another like three or four points. And by the time you fire in the bed, it's moved another point. And it just gets to be a very, very harebrained situation to say the least. But I do think that the Trailblazers have a little bit of value here. And for the Golden State Warriors, they're going to be in action on Tuesday as well. They're going to be playing against the Dallas Mavericks. And right now with the Golden State Warriors, we've seen them go from being more like a pick to a one-point favorite. And I do think that this is a Warriors team that you can trust down the stretch. Now, with the Golden State Warriors, it's very, very interesting to see what is going to be happening with them moving forward as James Wiseman is currently down at the G League. Are they going to be able to get anything out of him down the stretch? Because they could probably use it. Kevon Looney, he does a solid job for the team, pulling in their seven rebounds. He's a good passer for a big man. Credit where credit is due. A kid that played his high school basketball out in the great state of Wisconsin, so I've got a little bit of familiarity with them. But for the Warriors, it just felt like they were... The victims have a little bit of bad variance towards beginning part of the season, and they just needed to really, beyond anything else, get Klay Thompson going. Klay Thompson was very pedestrian to begin the season. Now he's been able to pump in their 18-plus points, and now each of the team's last six games, 17-plus points, and each out of the last five, and been a big turnaround for him. In the month of October, he was shooting about 28.5% from three-point range. Here in November, even with the relatively bad stretch that they had towards the beginning part of November, he's been able to shoot 45%. 
from three-point range, and that's really the big X factor, having to spy it for others together because Steph Curry is really the constant for this team. That is big, and I do think that they've got good value here, and I do think that the Warriors, they're starting to kick it into high gear, and we're starting to kick it into high gear when it comes to college basketball as well as Thanksgiving is now come and gone. We had a lot of those great tournaments, and now we're seeing teams return to their home venues, and that is the pro tip here for our number two. Beeson.com slash subscribe for all of these, and when it comes to just the holiday season in general, so Christmas is coming up in a few weeks. You're able to take a look at this when it came to this past weekend in terms of teams that were playing at home as well. Keep in mind, for college sports, college football, college basketball, that typically kids are on Thanksgiving slash Christmas breaks. That means a little bit more of a sparse crowd, and you probably want to be affecting the way that you take a look at home court advantage. And we're going to be talking about some of those home court advantages next when we talk some college basketball. On the flip side, I'm the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.